Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to the Sage Sayers. I'm your show host, Debbie Gardner McCullough, DG McCullough. I'm a narrative coach, a communications coach, and a mental fitness coach from New Zealand based in the fine state of Wisconsin. In each episode, the Sage Sayers unpacks communications, tips, and strategies, and we interview interesting individuals from all around the world who found the gift, the opportunity, and even some knowledge in life's inevitable challenges. My guest today is Madhu Chawla. She's a manager of global implementation in global commercial services at American Express, and she's based out of Phoenix, Arizona. Madhu has an interesting story to tell about a communication challenge which, for some part of her life, got in her way of confidence and being the thriving professional that she always wanted to be. Madhu developed a stutter as a girl, which continued through her school and college years and then into her corporate life. But Madhu never let her stutter, which became more pronounced with strangers and external clients, define how she thought about herself, nor how she intended to live her life. Today, Madhu has no stutter at all, and I believe that her way of navigating this unique communication challenge inspires, motivates, and can encourage other communicators with their own challenges, small or large. Madhu, welcome to the Sage Sayers. Thank you, Debbie. I'm very happy to be here on your show. Feel very honored. Thank you. Oh, it's just lovely to have you here, Madhu. And wondering, when did you first notice that you had this challenge, which we did the research before our call, we found out that it impacts 80 million people globally. And there's about 3 million stutterers in the US. That's about 1% of this country's population. So when did you first notice you had a stutter? Debbie, in fact, I did not notice. People really noticed in me that I was stuttering. When I was a little girl, maybe around six, seven years, I lost my mom, as you know, at a very young age. And possibly that emotional impact had resulted me stuttering. But when I was in school, I was a fairly good student, very competitive student, but the stuttering always held me from speaking. I wanted to participate in so many different things, which I did, but speaking in front of a large crowd always held me in a tight position. I used to freeze on the stage. I withdrew myself more and more. And, you know, as kids, even all my friends, they were of my age and they used to tease me, you know, like in India, I was from Bhuvneshwar, Odisha and my school, in my school, you know, I had my friends teasing me. Those days were really tough as a kid and that did not help me at all because those days when nobody was encouraging you, you withdrew more and more. And that became more pronounced when I went into college. I would even shy away from asking questions to my professors. And that I carried into my corporate life as well. And I intentionally got into back-end operational roles where I did not have to interact with external clients. 
So yeah, it started from a pretty young age. So it started from a pretty young age. And you've told us a little bit about how kids at school responded to your stutter. But what about your family and others who loved you? Like what kind of responses did you get? They supported me. As you know, Debbie, I was brought up by my grandparents. They did whatever they could. They could think would help me in late 80s, early 90s. I enrolled myself for classical vocal music. I was told that a singing would help in overcoming stutter. Well, when I used to sing, I didn't have stutter. Amazing. That's so interesting, right? Yeah, when you are singing because you are in a flow, you never stutter. But when you stop singing and you have a normal conversation, I again used to stutter. I come back to my stuttering self. So it helped, but it did not help me 100%. So I've been reading a little bit. I'm going off script here a little bit. In working as a coach, I wanted to understand stutter and stuttering and how it manifests itself in communicators. And it was really interesting to hear some of the very famous people in the world who have a stutter. For instance, Emily Blunt, the actress, has a stutter. Tiger Woods has a stutter or had a stutter. And hearing the different ways that others helped them was very, very interesting indeed. Emily Blunt found that her stutter went away when she learned foreign languages or spoken foreign languages, and it's what brought her to acting. I wondered, does it feel comfortable to tell me how the stutter sounded? So what did you notice in your speech itself when the stutter took over? Yeah, sure. When I was a kid, maybe I was not observing the patterns, Mm -hmm. but now when I look back, I could really see the pattern. Like there were a few words that started with T or H or B. I would get stuck. Like saying banana, I would just get stuck at B, B, B. And I could never finish the whole word. Maybe saying three, like one, two, and then saying three, three, I would just choke. So there are like certain, not all words, but there were certain words I used to get choked. Even, I think it used to happen more when I was upset or even now, I don't stutter, but when I'm really emotional, I'm trying to convey a message emotionally. I stutter, maybe I just choke on particular words, but I won't say I'm stuttering anymore. But during my younger age, that was more pronounced. It used to be very often. And what's that like when there's that feeling of choke and you just can't get past the rest of the syllables? What is the internal voice happening, saying in those moments? It was very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. I used to cry. I can't tell you because... As I told you, I was a pretty bright student. I was a rank holder in my school, in my college, in my university life. But one thing I missed out or I could not compete was speaking. My friends could give a great presentation. They could speak so well without any fear. And I used to be amazed. Like, I am doing everything. I used to get good grades. I used to be like a rank holder. But... I could never speak well. And that used to hurt me a lot. I bet. 
And, you know, communication is the key to everything. Right. Right. And yet you continued to go through the school system. You got your way to college. You graduated from college. And then you got yourself a job at American Express, where you still work today. And you said you started with a back end, a ba- what did you call it, a backroom job? What was back it? Operations. Yeah. So back what was that like? And how did you so, how did you manage any occasional stutter or stutter in that backroom kind of operations role? Every corporates we have front end jobs, we have back end jobs. So working with a multinational has always been my dream. And American Express, a brand speaks volume, and. I have always wanted to work for American Express. So uh, back in those days in 2004, when I joined American Express, I applied for a back-end operational job and I got it. And I kept moving around the back-end operations team for quite a few years. I mean, talking with the internal colleagues within the internal teams was not a problem, but When I was put in a position to speak to someone over the phone, like maybe a senior leader, maybe someone I didn't know, I had the same problem. It was a nightmare. But I was a good performer. I kept performing. I moved around. But I used to love working for clients. Like I knew that I was not in a client-facing role, but I was doing so much for the clients at the back end. I practically knew what the clients wanted from us and how could I help. And all I was doing is doing at the back end and somebody else is taking the credit of my word, but I'm not able to convey those things to the client directly. What I can do more. Hey client, this is all we can do more for you. And I really, really wanted to be in a client tracing role. Yeah, but I kept maneuvering my way through the back end role for good six to seven years in Amex. And then there was a defining moment when you decided and you no longer wanted to be in that back end room. You wanted to be in the front. What was the moment and how did you navigate it? Thanks for asking that question. And I can still visualize that moment. So Those moments were around 2011, 2012. So we had this new job openings in global commercial services for specialist role, like dedicated representative for global clients. And a few of my close friends, my colleagues then were moving into that role and they were enjoying that, those, uh, those roles. And I was really keen to get into one of those roles. And stuttering was anyway, was a challenge and everybody knew it was a challenge for me, but I was still applying for those roles because I had friends, I had my colleagues because of my performance, people liked me, people knew who I am, but there was this colleague of mine who I didn't know well, but we knew each other by face, by work. And one day she came to me and asked, Hey Madhu, I know that you are applying for these client-facing role. I know that you're a good performer, but I don't think you'll be successful because you stuttered. You have a fear of speaking. So I would advise that go for other back-end jobs, but don't go for a client-facing because this would be completely client-facing roles. And that hurt me so badly that what just happened? I didn't know this lady. She doesn't know me what I'm capable of, but... 
she is telling me what to do and not to do with my life, with my career. And that's about it. I'm not letting stutter to define my life or define my career. I will take it in my hands. I will get it under control. And I intentionally kept applying for the roles. And I spoke to one of the leaders who is also a great friend of mine who helped me. And I got the job. And since then, I have never looked back. 2012, and here I am. I'm punching the air. (laughs) What a victorious moment. I'm so happy and proud of you. And I'm so happy. And I know what happened next, but let my listeners know. So once you got the client-facing role, you prevailed over the odds. How did you manage the stutter? Tell us the role that Toastmasters played and the other support, along with your will and your determination. Yeah. Toastmasters, I would say, played a great role in overcoming the fear of public speaking. So my husband's first cousin used to be those days was an international director of Toastmasters organization who also became the international president of Toastmasters organization, Mr. Deepak Menon. I would be forever grateful for his support and guidance for introducing me to Toastmasters. Although I won't say I am an accomplished public speaker, but he introduced me to the world of Toastmasters, which helped me to overcome The fear of speaking in front of a large crowd, I could, for me, introducing myself to 10 people at a time was a victory. I'm talking about I had introduced myself to a group of 60 or 70 people. I even participated in competitions where I won third position for humorous speech contest, which was a great achievement for me. And I think I made a lot of friends. I even traveled to Washington to attend the International Toastmasters Conference. I met a lot of friends. I think just making friends, spreading your wings gives you so much of confidence. I think Toastmasters really gave me the energy and made my wings stronger. Yes, it did. And I wondered what were the... You and I have spoken a little bit about the role that Toastmasters had in bringing your confidence to the front, helping you reduce the fear. What are the best things? What are just a handful of things that Toastmasters gave you to manage that fear? Was it the practice? Was it the drills? Was it the impromptu? You told me there's some improv things. Like what were the specifics that they gave you? Toastmasters is a great organization. First of all, I would talk about the environment which is provided to a speaker it's a friendly environment with no judgment so that was a big piece right having no judgment people are there to help you to improve your communication skills no one is judging you that you did not speak the correct grammar or your accent is chinese or japanese or mexican nobody's judging your accent They are helping you to correct your grammar. They are helping you to not to repeat unnecessary words, which they call ah counters. They are helping you with your voice modulation, how to keep your voice modulation uniform throughout your speech. 
they are helping you with your expressions they are helping you with so many different dimensions that you to become a more confident speaker i don't want to be a winston churchill i don't want to be an obama i just want to be a good speaker that i can speak fearlessly to a crowd i can speak my mind yes exactly and just be you is that part of it yeah if i have an idea i should not hold myself from sharing that because i stuttered that should not hold me back yeah it's beautiful and how do you feel just remembering that feeling and that conviction i just feel great i think that was a different life my stutter phase was a different life and this is a different life i'm leading different phase of life i'm leading and tell us about that today so how do you view yourself as a communicator today and the work you do tell us a little bit about the work you do today yeah so since 2012 i have been in client facing roles i have managed global clients i have traveled multiple times to the us to participate in my client meeting client conferences i think my clients and my amix leadership team they trust me a lot they have faith in me because i'm able to communicate the message appropriately and timely and accurately and it's all because of the confidence and communication style i have i may not be an accomplished public speaker as i said but i have a lot of confidence i can speak my mind if i find anything not working right as expected i don't shy away from sharing that even with senior leadership if i have an idea that can really help help our organization help our clients i share with the leadership with conviction so i don't know if i stutter now no nope. i don't know that's told me and when i share my story with others they don't believe me it's flawless it's been not that we have to be flawless communicators but the confidence is flawless we all have moments of self doubt but your any self doubt you feel does not manifest itself in your spoken word yeah yeah it's beautiful i wondered madhu as we close our delightful conversation today and thank you thank you thank you for sharing your story i'm so grateful i learned so much from you I wondered what advice would you have if any or if you could just whisper something comforting to someone out there listening who doesn't like the sound of their voice or has some speech challenge stutter or otherwise that they really feel is getting in their way of being who they want to be what would you say Yeah I can say from my experience that stutter is not a physical challenge to me it's all in your mind overcome that fear and don't let anyone define your career get it under your control it's your career your life and you can do it if i could do it anyone can do it so stutter any speaking challenge communication challenge it's a mental game i think you can overcome it the way you want it and the way you want to shape your career your life is in your hands Beautiful. Thank you so much, Madhu. It was such a pleasure having you on our show today. Thank you so much, Debbie. 
You've been listening to DG McCullough with The Sage Sayers, a podcast on business communications and mental fitness, finding the sage approach to life's challenges. If you'd like to coach and train with me on any communication or life challenge, visit my website, hangingrockcoaching.com or find me on LinkedIn with the hashtag Brave Communicators. Both links you'll find within the show notes. I want to thank my producer, Doton, for his elegant edits, making these episodes beautiful in ways far beyond my skills. You can find Doton on Fiverr under Titan32. And thank you to my coaches all over the globe who spark creative ideas for each episode. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.